Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind. I feel like I need to say Happy New Year again. If you haven't seen last week's episode, make sure you go back and consume that. This is the second one of January. And if you haven't seen the podcast so far, please go back and, and see all of last year's episodes. So we're here to inspire and motivate others on their leadership journey um, and take as many added value points from the fantastic guests that we've had and, and are having on. Um, today we're speaking to Holly Moore. Hi Holly, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm good, good, thank you. So the reason we've got the guests on this week, and especially um, for Holly, is I want to get people on this month even to inspire and motivate others. So people who have really thrived in 2020. And Holly definitely fits into that category, being in the events industry. And, and I've seen the great thing about social media, you can, you can people stand out. And, and I think that's what Holly's done in 2020. But I really want to get into actually what had to be happening for that to um, success to happen um, and and a little bit behind the scenes so to start off with Holly um, we're obviously talking about leadership specifically but what comes to your mind when you hear just the the umbrella term leadership um, yeah I, th I think for me leadership is very different to managing people managing directing people I think um, for me, leadership is about giving people a direction, giving them hope, giving them motivation and giving them like a joint vision. So I think it's about, you know, it's about creating that kind of collective goal that makes people want to be on a journey with you. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're good at like the day to day of managing people and, you know, all the HR and PDPs and stuff like that. I think that's a different, a different skill set. Yeah, fantastic. I've just remembered I forgot to ask you to introduce yourself. But well, well, so for people who don't know you, give us a little bit about what, what you do, who you are, and introduce yourself. Yeah. So yeah, Holly Moore, um, live in Wilmslow in Cheshire, set up an events agency eight and a half years ago, um, which was on a great trajectory. We were in one of the top 50 agencies nationally, um, got really good figures on the books for this year, and then obviously a COVID hit. Our kind of strategy has always been to be the go-to agency for the um, North's household names and create the ultimate experience, which obviously over the last 12 months we've changed that um, strategy, not necessarily the vision. Um, I also have another business called HM Events, which is for luxury, private parties, weddings, etc., where it makes all the corporate um, communications events. Um, and that we actually launched in lockdown, believe it or not. Um, and then in addition to that, I love um, that one of our brand values is anything is possible. So I do a lot of speaking around that in terms of like mindset, um, business development and mental health as well. Awesome. <laughs> lot, lots of lots of plates spinning there. It's yeah. awesome. We'll, we'll find out a little bit more about it. So let's just concentrate on you for the last little bit. So are you aware whether it was on reflection or at the time, um, where your leadership journey started? Oh, um, no, because I actually don't think I got it right for many, many years. And actually, um, I write a diary about everything. And I actually think that my leadership skills, believe it or not, properly kicked in this year, despite having a business for eight years. And I don't know whether that was because I think I've realised in the last 12 months I'm a very value-led person um, and I think that it almost took a bigger purpose, a greater purpose, which was getting us through a global pandemic and keeping as many jobs as possible and 
a kind of proving the anything is possible theory, it kind of took almost more than just growing a business for my leadership skills to really kick in because I think I'm quite an emotional person so sometimes I've not always made the right decisions because I didn't want to um, step into an emotional space that maybe I wasn't comfortable with. I think with COVID you've had to make decisions and strip the emotions out because you know you were having to make decisions for the greater good of everything. Mm. So I think that's been a massive learning curve the last nine, ten months in that for me leadership is actually I needed much more than just financial growth of a business to allow my real skills to kick in I would say that yeah. makes sense yeah definitely and I know that you're a massive advocate of of self-development investing yeah. in yourself you you said about the the skill set really came to the forefront this year but where where do you think that ability and and I kind of put that into self-awareness and yeah. in the military we call about um having tools in your toolbox yeah like to yeah. have all the things in there for when these things happen that you can then go to that skill set so where do you think yeah. that skill set has come from because I know that you're where do you think that ability to to know the value of personal professional development and, and lifelong learning where do you think that came from well I think it I think it I've got a really clear memory of it actually because I was never um academic you know I got my grades as best I could but I wasn't academic in any way and I hated revising and everything like that um and I remember going to the library. I don't know if I was like 16 or something with my mum. My mum was always like booking on these like workshops. And to be fair, my mum's not into personal development, but she put this little workshop and we did like a goal setting thing. And it's like, where, where do you imagine your life to be? What would be your perfect day in like 10 years? Hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, getting the opportunity to sit and just think about your perfect day and write it down. How nice is that? Hmm. Um, so I remember it kind of triggered then. And then, I think as like a late teens, 20s, um, I struggled emotionally, just I went to an all-girls school, I don't think that set me up for success, um, I think I had underlying issues, my mental health issue, which would manifest in my mid to late 20s, and so I think I was always searching for something, I don't know what, so I read a lot of books, um, and then when I did, um, suffer, I feel like I talk about this all the time, so I don't want to jump on the bandwagon, but I'd, I had five years of having OCD, and I had so much therapy and in the end was on a really pioneering treatment and I think that I managed to completely rewire my brain like genuinely um, and that showed me how kind of my brain hadn't been probably functioning properly for a long time and when I did that I just suddenly felt like I know I keep going back to like this value of anything is possible but I was like if I can rewire my brain to think like this mm. to this like anything is possible with the right application and learning and everything. And the, the psychologist that I had at the um, priory, he says, God, Holly, like when I give you homework, you do homework. But at school, I was the total opposite. So I think for me, I'm a very practical person and I like to see results. And I kind of have always said to myself, I didn't go to university, so I didn't spend a load of my parents' money or get into any debt. So I feel quite justified that my education has come through books, podcasts, personal development events, um, and I love it. And I and it really, really works for me. So I feel like I feel like I just feel that that's my thing that I love doing. You know, it it, it it's not a chore to me at all. If it fits into that category a little bit of like making learning real. Yeah, I mentioned that when I transferred recently from or last year to 
going from audiobooks to podcasts. Like, yeah. I love audiobooks, but podcasts are just in the thick of it from real people yeah. in the moment. Um, so yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for that. And, and do you know what? Listening to that puts it in my brain a little bit about why I see so um, like everything you do is is clinical, like really professional um, looks really good so when you're saying about your OCD thing that's almost like that's where that comes from and, and yeah it probably is a little bit actually like that perfectionism yeah especially in your world and and, and again in social media with a visual cue like yeah. that your stuff really bounces regards that to house is like that though you'd like honestly like in my guest room I've got like an amenities tray that no one ever uses with like a mini kettle all the samples I've stolen from hotel rooms <laughs> But it's like, awesome. that's what I love. And I think that's when, you know, you almost, when you love your job, it's when it rolls in. So that's like education. When I was thinking about what I wanted to do, it was like, what do I love doing? I love creating experiences for people. Yeah. And I love chatting to people and I love food and drink. And how does that all come together? And yeah. yeah. Fab, excellent. So let's, let's really look at the reason why you're on today because of the, the, the challenge that was 2020 yeah. so tell us a little bit about your experience in 2020 and and move from sort of like the, the start to the finish but that pivoting it was was key in your element as well so tell us a little bit about how that came about and, and what how you turned up and showed up for yourself in your business well I think I started off the year in a pretty bad place if I'm honest I had um a team no fault of any of that team that were there because it was just not the right mix but the team mix was not right and it was really getting me down and I didn't feel like I was being a good leader um, and that obviously affected my self-esteem so I yeah set off the year in quite a bad place wasn't necessarily enjoying work that much I love my business I love what we do but my day-to-day -day was not enjoyable um you know I felt pulled in every direction I wasn't doing anything well um and my life was mithered, do you know what I mean? And I um, went to LA in February with a couple of friends to see Oprah Winfrey back to the personal development. Yeah. List. Went to her um, like 2020 vision tour, ironically, and um, thought I'd come back in. I had the best trip, thought I'll go and see Oprah and like my purpose will kick in, and it still hadn't. And then we got back from LA and all, the, all this started to come out, and I was like, oh, you know, it's surreal and then I, I genuinely believe that as soon as it kicked in and we had to start making decisions you know the week up to lockdown as I said before that's when my leadership skills I feel kicked in better than they had ever before um now the irony of I think then what happened was we, we I mean all our revenue dropped out millions of pounds worth of contracted revenue dropped out and um we went into lockdown and um as a person that prided themselves on being independent, living alone, able to entertain myself, don't need to drink at home, you know, that's like my thing. That all went out the window when the rug was ripped from under me, which was my business and my lifestyle, if you like. So I went into lockdown thinking initially, this is going to be amazing. I never have any time at home. I can get all these things done I want to do. And the absolute opposite happened. I just went into a dark hole, not depression or anything like that, just literally unable to move. And I really, really struggled with this kind of communication when it was eight hours a day. I'm like a face-to-face -face person that needs to be like, especially with a team, not so much with clients. I think this with clients is great because you, you're much more efficient. But with a team, I like to stare and bouncing off ideas and I really struggled with that. Um, drank too much, um, 
fitness went a bit out the window with moving us um, and questioned everything. Why did I set up the business? Did I even really want a business? All this is material, it doesn't mean anything now. You know, just literally questioned everything. And, um, and then I started to write this pivot strategy, if you, if you like. And with Make Events, hence the name Make Events, we've always kind of done what we say on the tin, so that right session. Um, so I was writing pivot strategy, like, and this strategy sat on my computer for four weeks, much to the frustration of the team, because they're like, we're not doing anything, you know. And then the more that I wrote it, I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to call it the pivot. And like, everyone's using that word. So let's use that as our marketing strategy. And as soon as I got moving on that, I was back to being creative and creating value and contributing to the business. It's like my head stuck back in. And then I thought, I'm going to walk to the office every day because then I think Boris said, um, if you need to work in the office, work at the office. And I thought, I need to work at the office for my mental health. Nobody was in the office, but just for me to get out the house, walk to work. Um, and then since then, um, I've, we, we, I don't think this is too much detail, but we, we predicted to make a certain amount of a loss. I mean, I'm quite open about it um, because it helps other people. But we predicted a loss of 30k a month. I mean, that is like out of the bank account um, of three staff. And I'm really proud to say that we've, we have made a loss, not quite that much but re-employ 10 people back. So we'd be able to create additional revenue streams that we never had before. So albeit we're not breaking even, we're in a better position than we were with a better business, which I can go into more detail. But uh, I think for me, talk about 2020, it's been pivotal for the business because we were reliant on live events and venue finding, too reliant. So we're going to end up, I feel, with a better business, um, with more revenue streams, better known brand a great story a sharp polished um really rich team in terms of talent um and for me personally i've learned so much about myself in the last 10 months or nearly a year um, that i won't come out of it the same person and i think um the other thing just to to point out is that when i was really low one of my kind of financial advisors he said I need to see you face to face because it's not like you you know to be continually this negative and he said to me Holly your brand value the biggest brand value that you pipe on about is anything is possible so you need to look at that and you need to see yourself on a stage in 12 to 18 months time and proving anything is possible and also we got the C-Build loans which we've not touched um, and, and I said, do you think we should use them? And he was like, no, because you always harp on that the business has never had any debt, never had any credit cards, never had an overdraft, to try and get to the end of it without that. So I've been really good with profits over the years, saving them. You know, I hadn't been flash in terms of, I've got a nice lifestyle, but I'm not living in a five-bedroom house in Wilson. I'm in a two-bedroom house in Wilson. Do you know what I mean? And I always just had this thing in my head that, oh, for a rainy day, for a rainy day, and Corona became the rainy day. And I think if I can get, apart from my personal side, if I can get us, the team, to the end of this, I mean, great, you know, to say the summer when live events come back, we've not borrowed anything, we've maintained a team, and we're ready to go, then that will be the biggest anything is possible story for me personally that I could tell. Um, and I think that's what's, that's been like the carrot dangling, this vision of me talking about 
how we got through, which is quite egotistical, yeah. really, but it's something you want to get through. No, it? what an amazing story. There's so many things that came out of that little bit there, that having that vision. And something that I've listened to recently is about, be, and it, it goes into like elite athletes. They're, right. they're so super focused on the outcome but they're actually quite flexible about how they get there. Yeah. And, and, and there's, a, there's somebody that I know quite close as well that lost a lot in the, the recession in 2007. Yeah. And, and now they're recession-proof because of how they showed up, turned up in that bad time. So what you've just said there is almost exactly what you've experienced and what you're going to come out the other side. Yeah. Um, amazing. So with regards to the leadership side, I really want to – dig into you uh, you seem to and I haven't had a chance to meet you or, or come and see your team yet it'd be great to come and see you your have office I'll have to come over when, when into, into this year later this year yeah um, but having those people we talked before we came on about having the great people around you creating that environment environment where people want to be part of the the overcoming the challenges what have been your things about how you've created great people around you and some advice for other people about how they show up, turn up, but then bring other people with them. So, yeah, I would say this year, um, you, you couldn't really put on a front. And, you know, you can listen to great leaders and great business leaders that say, you're the swan, don't let them see, that I think Rachel Hollis said something about, don't let them see you run, or, you know, you mustn't let them see you cry. They've seen me run, cry, everything this year because I'm not embarrassed about that I'm I've you know I, I hadn't I didn't see my mum and dad for as a lot of people didn't for, for months and months my sisters in America I was on my own and I needed them and if I couldn't show them my true self through this for me there was no point doing it I, I couldn't be fake mm. so I guess I probably did what a lot of leaders have told me to the absolute opposite of which was show my true colours in a lot of ways and I think I was at the point where I'm like, do you know what? I actually do, I don't care. Like, if 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 you think I'm weak because I'm crying, if you think I'm weak because I I don't know what to do, then you're not right for this business because at the end of the day, like, I've, this is me. So I think I showed my true self. I think another thing that has come through Corona and will have come through for a lot of business leaders is trust. That we've had to trust our teams to work from home to do Zooms, but probably in the pyjamas on at the bottom, to, you know, to, to trust that, yes, they probably are putting their washing in and going for a walk and, you know, and all that, but you're trusting them for output rather than that, you know, have to be, and I was, right, I want people in the office, you know, they can't work out at lunch, you know, I was that leader. So I, I think that when you're trusting people to deliver within their own homes, that's building trust everywhere, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that's been a big thing. I think because when I would say to the team, when we started off small at the beginning, I'd say, right, let's push, push, push ourselves. And when we get to that point where we're going to mess up because we need another person, we'll get another person in. And so the fact that I think that the team were able to contribute to that and, and contribute to when somebody else would come back and who would come back and what skill set we needed back, they felt bought into the team as it grew. Mm. We were very transparent about the redundancies from the start who was up for those um collectively because i felt like the people that were under consultation might need to talk to people that weren't and i didn't want that to become a thing that friendships broken up and things like that and that was important 
we've had so much fun I can't even tell you it sounds I and mean, we are very very lucky that we've got like a coffee shop and a bar and you know and it's a cinema area and stuff like that so we've had a lot of laughs a lot of fun um well you know I, I still have done Christmas presents we did a little Christmas company update the other day um I started baking and bringing stuff in for the team like it it's been a lot of fun and and I, I'm probably like the chattiest one of everyone and a bit goofy and, you know, and and it's been fine because, yeah, whereas, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever been that much myself. In, I have, of course, to a degree, but this year they've, like, seen it all at the end of the day. And You know what, that, that's a, a theme that I've spoken to quite a few people about right. this year, about sharing vulnerability. And it goes back to, you know, and say about people buy from people. Mm. it's so true when your people respond to people like if, if they if they know you and there's no front and some of the things that I deal with with people and trying to get into organizations of business owners think they need to know all the answers you alluded that to that at the start yeah. about you don't need to have all the skills in a business you you're building a business of the right people and your more bigger picture of like the focus and the purpose behind yeah. those and the drive. So. I said that actually to one of the team the other day. I said, I think one of my strengths is I recognize good people and I'm not afraid to bring them in. And that might be a, a role or it might be consultant or somebody I work with. And I'm never afraid of that. And I, and I think that's another thing that the team actually said when we did a little review the other week, um, they, they all commented on the team spirit, which if you'd asked them 12 months ago, they would have said the team was to shit, basically, mm. excuse my language. But they all said how amazing the team has been. And the other thing they said is the opportunities that actually this year created for them. And, you know, they put their hand up and said, can I look after this for you? Can I look, don't bring anyone else in, I can do that. You know, and I think that they've all grasped the opportunity and seen it as a positive. Amazing. Awesome. Right, Holly, that's 20 minutes. Oh, I can't wow. believe it. It flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much um, for coming and sharing that story. And if you want to go and check out Holly's um, stuff, I'm going to put the links in the comments below. Um, I highly recommend going and checking out the, the businesses and also Holly's stuff as well. Um, so, guys, if you've been listening to us on your podcast provider, make sure you hit follow, um, share forward, and pass on. And to other people, we want to add value to as many people as possible in their leadership journey in 2021. Um, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, hi. <laughs> Make sure you hit subscribe, hit the bell. And every Wednesday at 6 a.m., a new amazing guest comes out. And I've got some absolutely fantastic guests lined up for this year. So, Holly, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah there you are, there you are. Awesome. <laughs> Good. I thought we'd frozen at the last minute. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, and I'll hopefully see you at some point. I'll come over and see your amazing office, and um, see you all next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Yeah.